Welcome back to the podcast. This is Casey. I'm Jill. And we are two Gen Xers and a microphone. Jill, another exciting week. We have a guest. We do have a guest. Who is it? It's Brooke. My friend Brooke came over. I love it. Welcome, Brooke. Thank you. Brooke, are you a fan of podcasts? I love podcasts. I love it's it. It's my favorite form of media. It is. You are the first to say that. We've had guests that love podcasts, but not their favorite form of media. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay, lay, lay a few on us. What are your faves? Joe Rogan. Okay, we, I am a fan. <laughs> yep. And I listen to some crime junkie. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a popular one with very, our guests. Very. Yes. And then I have a few uh, startup business podcasts. Okay. Yep. Nice. Entrepreneurship. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very nice. That's good. Always thinking about the future. Yep. Just randomly click through Spotify. See mm-hmm. what pops up. There it like is. Like two Gen Xers and a mic. Mm-hmm. Only on Spotify. That's right. Mm-hmm. Exclusive content. Yes. Excellent. Well, tonight we thought we would talk about a topic that we think is prevalent and very timely because we're coming in to the fall season. Today felt like a crisp fall day. It got dark whew, so fast. Felt like a really short day because uh, next thing I knew, the sun was out, done, all of a sudden dark. Right, and we're going to be switching, falling back, first mm-hmm. Saturday in November, so right. it's going to feel very... What day is that? I think it's November 6th. 6th, yes. Yeah. So that'll be coming up. Mm-hmm. So with a new season, we do get the weather changes. I do love fall. I love the evidence of fall, the changing of the leaves and seeing things. I love the holidays of the fall and the winter. Those are some of my favorites. But I also know that for some people, fall and the shorter days and the darkness can really bring about anxiety. And that's what we want to talk about today is there just seems to be a huge increase in our anxiety levels. Would you agree with that? Uh, Definitely. I feel just society in general, even before the pandemic, Mm -hmm. more of an isolation Mm. type of feel. Keep to yourself, almost like go in your house at night and shut yourself in. Yeah. Uh, Not a lot of helping each other out, and I don't know if that's due to increase in crime. Sure. Or, you know, people are more keeping their face down in their social media things. I don't know. But I just sense more withdrawal of society in general. Yeah. What about you, Brooke? What do you think? Yeah, I think this pandemic has been the icing on the cake, per se, when it comes to just being overstimulated. Sure. I think as a society, as a whole, we are way overstimulated. We have too much data. We have too much on our phone. We can access everything right right in our hand. And that can be dangerous for mental health, especially with younger kids these days. That's all they know is what's on their phone. And, and they're they, looking at what other girls are doing, right. what other guys are doing. Oh, but their life is so much better than mine. Mm-hmm. And that can really isolate people to not want to go out and see other people. They think, oh, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And my younger brother actually is struggling with that right now. He's he's turned 24, 
And he, growing up in high school, he was one of the athletes, big, strong mm-hmm. athlete, football player, baseball player. And he's always real into his health and his body physically. And then he went away to college, and I think his mental health kind of came to the surface. Mm-hmm. In college, you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Party, he's in a frat. Sure. Still played sports and intramurals and everything. But as of lately, he's that's not working. Mm-hmm. He was the pandemic. He lost his job, and he, now he thinks, "Oh, I'm not good enough." Right. It absolutely just, sucks. Mm-hmm. Just all sorts of self confidence and sometimes motivation, mm-hmm. and it just becomes a bad cycle that you don't see a way out of. Yeah, and I think a lot of, especially this generation coming up, I think a lot of people feel stuck what to do next mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it comes from social media and what the news is blasting out every single day right that's all we see so. yeah it's very um depressing news that's coming out you have to be very picky about what you're going to look at mm-hmm. and what you're going to expose yourself to and it can slip up on you Every day, you're like, okay, let me turn my phone on. What's going on? I'm reading about this. Mm-hmm. How many are shot here, shot there? And you may set yourself up at the very beginning of your day with some sadness, not realizing that you're doing that because you think, okay, I'm going to stay up on current events. Right. But you really are kind of putting, setting yourself up to take in that negative information. Right, because... Brooke, as you said, we have access at our fingertips, and that access is indiscriminate, right? So it doesn't care. It doesn't, it's just there. And we are the ones that have to curate the content for ourselves. And that's really hard to do and to set those boundaries because we're also curious people and we want to know. And when we start comparing, when we start competing, then all of a sudden we are in this cycle of, oh my goodness, I need to do more. I need to do better. I, how, how am I not even doing that? I didn't even know about it. And what it is doing, it, it is, it's, it's robbing us of time and energy where we could be doing something else. And it is having a negative impact on that emotional state that we have that could be positive and joyful and sometimes without even us thinking or knowing that that's happening. It's just sneaking up on us. So interestingly enough, one in five adults experience a mental health illness or condition. One in five. Wow. Wow. That's high. It is really high. high. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you, Brooke. I think in the pandemic, it was magnified. It was amplified. I think kids today while it is probably something that they don't even know because technology is such a part of their lives, whereas, of course, Gen Xers, not. No. I was 25 before technology entered my life. And... I remember the rotary phone. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And we... So it is a lot easier for me to set my phone down and not pay attention to it for hours on end. And I don't feel any less concerned about 
knowing what's going on in the world than when I have it with me, right? It's just not the tool that I use, but I, I also understand the other side of it, right? When that is all you know, that's how, how you do it. So I'm not judging it. I'm just saying that I get, I get it. So I think technology is a huge part of it. I do think media, I think social media, and that, again, mm-hmm. this comparison and this competition. And we already have on repeat self-doubt. We have that little voice in our head that is telling us that we're less than someone, that we can do better, that we have to see the world a way that is probably not even realistic. And then we start looking at, on social media, only best live lives, right? Nobody's putting their worst day on social media. Or if they are, it's for a much different, you know, reaction. Everyone's living their best life on social media. And even if we know that, it's still really hard not to be envious. They say it's just a highlight tool. It's just right. you're highlighting your life right. for people to see. Right. Yeah, right. and that you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. How many pictures do you take and then you're like, oh, okay, redo that one. That mm-hmm. one's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Let me do this picture. Oh, let me turn my head this way. How many times do you right. take a picture before you post it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? Delete it, delete it. Oh, yep. let me use this filter. Oh, this lighting's better. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially with this generation coming up, they literally say, do it for the gram. Right. When they take a picture. Right. Is it gram worthy? Ab- absolutely. And they're not talking about grandma. No, we're not sending it to grandma. <laughs> right. So that's a little bit about how we got here, right? So we get it, you know, we're, we're looking at where it's coming from. And I also think that... We live in a society where we're all overachievers, right? We're overscheduled. We have way too much to do. We, and this, I again, I think it comes from this comparison and this competition. Um, so, so with your brother Brooke, if you don't mind, like, how would you? How did you respond? How would you? How would your parents respond? Like, when someone comes to you and says, "Hey, I'm struggling." Oh my goodness, what's a response? I think the stem of it was. Growing up, my parents were, like you said earlier, they kind of pushed that away. Sure. Yep. My, that, not my kid. Right. Be- not mine. There's a mm-hmm. stigma, right? Mm-hmm. There's absolutely a stigma that is associated with mental health. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to believe it's around us, that it could be ours. You don't want it for your kid. And then if you don't have the tools, it's overwhelming. Where do I even start to help? I, right, and it can come. It can sneak up on anybody just mm-hmm. because they act like everything's okay. Right, there's noise. I think we also believe that asking for help is a weakness. Mm-hmm. It is not strength. It is not a need that has to be met, and that that is the best gift that you can give yourself is to say, "I cannot do this alone. I need." be it an expert, a friend, a listening ear. I, I need it. I have to I have to figure out where to go to get help. I think that's my brother, he's embarrassed. Sure. He, he's just wallowing in that Ugh. embarrassment, I think. Breaks my heart. Yeah. I think it's just a pride thing with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one, admitting it out loud Mm -hmm. makes a difference between that and keeping it inside. Mm -hmm. When you admit it out loud, even if you just say it to yourself, it makes the truth become more real. Sure. 
So I think that a good thing to do is to admit it and say, yes, this is happening. And then from there, there are, you know, take that trusted friend and the one that cares for you, the one that you wouldn't hesitate to do the same thing for if roles were reversed. Mm -hmm. You would, I would hate to think that my really good friend was suffering inside. So think about, okay, who, who can I talk to mm -hmm. that loves me just as much and that uh, will help me get some resources? Sure. And then from there, that's, you know, it, it's a step forward. Right. It's a step forward. It's, it can be scary, but there's, what I found is there are so many professionals out there that are just waiting and saying, please, 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 we can help you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think about when I have had friends that have come to me very vulnerably and said, "I'm it's a struggle today. I'm really having a difficult day. This is where I'm at mentally. Or even when I've had staff members come and say, I, I need a mental health day. And my initial reaction is, what can I do for you? Right? I, I'm not a mental health professional. I do not have any skills. <laughs> I am ill-equipped. But I can listen. And I can hopefully just be a person that says, I am here. I care. I don't have, I will not pretend to have any answers for you. But if you need someone to hear what you are going through, I will listen. I will not judge you. I will I will ask questions if I can to, again, help you express what it is that you're going through. I, It's a good thing I'm curious by nature, so I can try to be curious and not come across as critical or judgmental, but truly help me understand this so I can help you. But I think that listening and just validating that Someone is there. I, you know, I, I like that view, Jill, of how would you want to be treated? If you were going through this, what would you seek out? Try to be that for someone. Yeah, and there's nothing better than to talk to someone that has walked in your shoes, mm -hmm. experienced what you've experienced. And I can take it back to my Dragon Boat racing team. It's breast cancer survivors. Mm -hmm. They have experienced, of course, the physical things, but also the emotional things that they were scared. Sure. They thought they were going to die. Um, I'm not going to be as much of a woman because I had a double mastectomy. Mm -hmm. Oh, how do I go through reconstruction? What do I do? There's a lot of emotional and mental healing sure. that has to happen. Mm -hmm. And so when you can surround yourself with someone that has walked in those shoes, that is such a relief that they will understand what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. They will care and they want to listen and they want to help. And most people are just waiting for you to come forward. Right. I think when we're courageous and we share our story, that helps others tell theirs. When we talk about uh, ourselves also, it 
is undeniable that your physical state is connected to your mental and emotional state. We have to take those into consideration. I mean, I think about your mind, your body, and your soul, right? They are all connected. And so why wouldn't we take time to explore what it takes physically, mentally, and possibly spiritually if that is for you, right? I, I mean, I think for most people there is some element. But without a doubt, you have to explore physically and mentally. And there are critical components there. I have a friend who does a lot of work in this arena and helps college students understand really good things to say and really not so good things to say to anyone who's struggling with mental health issues and especially like in the heat of it, right? Like, oh my goodness, these are the worst things that you can say to something, someone who is having a, a bad day, having a, a stressful day. They're very anxious. Maybe they're going through bouts of depression. And I just thought of those things. I love it. He always talks about do not ever say calm down. Like, and he'll say, he'll just be very direct and say, when you are in a heightened state and someone looks at you and says, calm down, how does that work out for you? I love it. Like, right? Like, right. Yeah. If you knew how to calm down, you would calm down. Yes. And all that does is just add more stress and anxiety onto your heightened emotional state. Don't say that to someone, right? No, do not. Right. I would feel the same if someone said calm down. It would just make me just flare up Absolutely. Yeah. Like, do you think I'm not trying to calm down? I'm using all my tools, right? Um, You are so emotional, right? How many times in our lives have we heard that from someone? You are so emotional. And not in a good way. And my response is always, yes, I am. Yeah. I'm full of emotions and I feel them all. That's right. Every single one of them, right? And I'm I'm okay with that. You gotta you gotta feel them all. Oh, because if you don't, they're stuffed inside. Right. That is no no place for them to reside. <laughs> right. Right. And then the other one is don't ever say that's crazy. So I've really this that's really hard for me to not say that, you know, especially about what someone is going through. But I have really tried super hard to cut that out of my vocabulary. Because it really does invalidate what someone is going through. And I think that we just throw that around and that can be really diminishing. Yeah, I feel, now that you say that, I feel like I've used that a lot. Yeah, I was trying to mm-hmm. think through if I've said that. Easily. Mm-hmm. Easily. I don't think I've, I've targeted, you know, like towards a person, but mm-hmm. I have targeted to, well, that's just nuts. That's just crazy. Absolutely. That, that rule or mm-hmm. law or, right. you know. right. So mm-hmm. that's interesting you brought that. I'm going to have to keep track right. when I'm using that word. That's right. Brooke, thank you so much for sharing that about your brother, that mm-hmm. I really wish him well and hope that he does know that there is strength behind going and finding what is needed, and hopefully that can bring along your parents too. They, yeah, and I think they. this has actually got them to wake up good. a little bit too, and they have him in some therapy sessions. So good. That's good. That is a step in the right direction. That's yeah. great. And as a sister, it's kind of hard for his, he doesn't, he's not the type to open up to people. Mm-hmm. So it's been 
hard just to get a text message out of him. So sure. Well, yeah, just as you described him, he he yeah. just you know mm-hmm. he's always been mm-hmm. the strong one. Yep. You right. know, physically, and mm-hmm. so then you people just assume mentally too. Right. And um, he will benefit so much by doing the hard work now. He's young. Do that hard work. And sometimes people don't know what causes it. It's just Absolutely. fear. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with, trying to figure out why. Why is mm-hmm. why do I feel this way? Right. And I know I personally can get down and say, why? Mm-hmm. Why Why do I feel like this? Right. And my husband can say, just everything will be okay. Everything will be okay. I'm like, I wouldn't, I don't want to be like this. I don't want right. to be anxious. But sometimes you just can't really control that. That's it, right? And and again, I think you have to feel it all. And, and the more accepting that you can be that it is normal, right? Our mental state is a part of every day and what we do, no different than our physical state. And the focus that we put on both of those should be equal and it should be to get us strong and healthy and live in a strong, healthy mental and physical state. We would not go around not taking care of what we can see. If we break a bone, you better believe we're going to the doctor to fix that bone. Well, when we are dealing with anxiety, when we're dealing with depression, when we're dealing with distraction, there's something going on. We just can't see it. You gotta get into the doctor and figure out what we need to do to deal with that too. So you're, I hope that if nothing else, people know that your mental health is just as important as your physical health. Go for it, do what needs to be done, whatever it takes, be strong mentally, you are worth it. With that, we're gonna leave you on a high note with hope. Bye-bye. If your life didn't turn out how you thought it would, you are in the right place. If you're confident that life turned out exactly as it was supposed to, then tell us what you'd like to discuss and why. You can reach us at two Gen Xers and a mic. That is the number two, G-E-N-X-E-R-S-A-N-D-A-M-I-C at gmail.com.